You're listening to Mischief Media. Hey there, Nonplus listeners. You're the sort of person who likes to partake of a tipple from time to time. A what? A tipple. You know, it's a bit of, it's a bit of booze, but coyly and a little British. Coyly British is my stage name. Okay. If you enjoy a cocktail from time to time and you're looking to jazz things up a bit, you should definitely check out Shaker and Spoon. Yeah, Shaker and Spoon is a really cool subscription service that helps you be your own mixologist. They send you a new box every month centered around a carefully curated cocktail theme. Inside, you'll find all your ingredients, instructions, and even mixology definitions to help you craft your very own fancy cocktails. You provide the poison, Shaker and Spoon provides the pizzazz. To sign up and get $20 off your first box, head over to shakerandspoon.com forward slash nonplussed. Again, that's shaker, A-N-D, spoon.com slash nonplussed to get 20% off your first order. I'll drink to that. And one for Molly. I mean, has he not, you know, forgive me for, for if, if this is too much, but like, is he not just like coming in the forest everywhere? Just jacking it everywhere he is? <laughs> With such easy access, I would. That bird's cute. Sploosh. Another episode of Non Plus, a gay romp through the Disney Plus vault. That over there is my husband Clancy. Oh, over there's my husband Josh. And this is Non Plus, a mischief media podcast. Yeah. I tried to do it like the song, but it, it it fell away. Hello, everyone. Hi. We're back, 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 back again. again. Back, 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 back again. Oh. oh. So excited! Spring is is trying to spring here in Colorado. Yeah, it's like two steps forward, ten steps back. Will like I we could have comfortably worn shorts out today, but I'm pretty sure it's gonna snow next week. <laughs> so we're we're chilling, literally and figuratively here yeah. in Aurora. Aurora. Hope things are going well wherever you are, and perhaps maybe you've popped a bottle of champagne due to recent uh, uh political news good for you i i support that yes um before we dive in this week as always mischiefmerch.com for all your merch needs mischiefmanagement.com for all the events like it's con season y'all yeah if you have cons you're going to gear up at the merch if you need a con to go to gear up at the management you know what i mean like that we've got you covered for con season over here at Mischief. Yeah. Uh, things to geek out about that don't necessarily pertain to what we're talking about. Two big things. Amelia Clark, we know who she's playing in Secret Wars now. Yep. She, um, I think this came out of a Sam Jackson Vanity Fair interview. I'll throw a link where a link needs to be. But Amelia Clark is playing Talos's daughter from Captain Marvel. Which is totally rad. It's totally rad. Because you were in Act 3 when they get up to the ship where yep. it's been hiding and he (laughs) 
and all those people come out. One of it is his wife and then his daughter. Yeah. That's who she's playing. So she's aged. Uh, when you think about Monica was a little girl mm -hmm. during Captain Marvel because it was set in the 90s. Like it's all it's all coming back. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's really exciting. I'm glad that we're catching up with that stuff finally. Truly. Yeah. It's, it feels like it's forever ago. Well, and speaking of, we also now know a little bit about the plot of Daredevil uh, Born Again or whatever it's called. But the we heard that the plot is going to at least partially take place in flashbacks during the blip. Yeah. So we're going to get some of that same stuff of like filling in those gaps and circling back into interest, like very uh, story rich soil because we don't know oh, outside yeah. of like, all we know from the blip is what happened from cap leading fucking support groups forward. So that's very exciting too. Yeah. But all of this Marvel stuff also brings me to the fact that Ike Perlmutter got booted from Disney Oh, yes. He was over Marvel for 30 years. He yeah. is effectively who they bought Marvel from. And but he, he stayed on as CEO, which is weird. Well, like, yeah. And they kept having to like push him further out of influence because he tried to fire Faggy at one point. Yep. He pushed back on like, um, he's the reason Black Widow didn't get a movie for so long. Like he's one of the stories I read about him when I was catching up on all of this was that he was notorious for picking paper clips out of the trash can to reuse them. Like he'd be walking through the cubicles and be like, why who's throwing away good paper clips? Yeah. He took the coffee out at Marvel. This may or may again, this, this all could be great right. shit, but apparently he took the coffee out and refused to put it back in until somebody pointed out that productivity dropped. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that, that's pretty shitty. I'm glad that he's gone. He's and, also the one who was like yeah. friends with Trump and oh, yeah. was like doing some shady dealings with the VA. Yeah, no. Well, late stage capitalism good, is wild, man. Good riddance is all good I've got riddance. to say. Um, and then finally, in other weird fucking corporate news. So last year, Funko bought Mondo. Yeah. You may or may not know Mondo Tees. They were started by the Alamo Drafthouse as a t-shirt company. Eventually, they spun off into their own thing and, and started doing these rad prints with amazing print artists. They did yeah. vinyls and toy runs. Yeah, and unfortunately, the, the pandemic is what made them have to sell. Yeah. So, uh, which, which, which kind of sucked, but they were bought by Funko. And last year at San Diego Comic-Con, they had a big like downtown oh, thing, yeah. and there was a whole Mondo record store. It was a big thing. So the, the report was that they were like a bunch of people got laid off. That happened. Yeah. And that they were shuttering their poster and and collectibles collectibles business entirely, which is nonsense. You're talking about a collectible company, Funko, yeah. closing down the collectible arm of Mondo, yeah. which are selling uh, and selling out yeah. pretty much every single figurine that they put out. Yeah, like it's nonsense. And their whole thing about the the like uh, since then, the head of Funko or whoever has issued a statement. I'll link a really great breakdown of the statement in the notes, but basically he's, it's all backwards talk because they're like, Oh, we're not shuttering. We're just changing the print business. Cause we want more of these prints to be available to more people. And you know, some people just buy them and immediately resell them. You're fucking Funko. That yeah. happens all the fucking time with your SDCC shit. But also that there can't be a reason of, there to are do plenty this. Of people that have been able to get a hold of prints. A we, uh, yeah. we've been able to do it. Like it, it, it's sometimes not, you miss them, but that's just, that's the game. That's the game. And honestly, if somebody really wanted to print, they could probably go find it on eBay for somewhere. Yes. It would probably be more expensive, but at the same time, 
It, it's and if not, that's if if you're trying to combat that kind of you know the flip floppers, the scalpers, whatever you want to call them, sure, that's not the way to do it. No, not at all. Because I, again, your Funko, this already fucking happens with your shit. And honestly, your Funko print more. If that's right? the problem, if you're seeing a problem with supply and and having bots buy it all, you're literally selling paper. That said, this kind of printmaking is intensive, and it's a very um particular process. You yeah, have to have the right really equipment. Good, yeah. You have to have the right skill set yeah I there's only so many print shops that do that kind of printing in i the wasn't US. trying to diminish the quality of it no I what was i'm just saying, saying that, is yeah. even scaling up is going to be difficult if you're doing it right mm, but to your yeah. point they're funko they could invest in that yeah versus them destroying 38 million dollars worth of funko figurines last year because they had a bad quarter because as much as it sounds fun nobody really needs a mona Li or wants a mona lisa saperstein funko pop yeah that's why it's on sale at target right now like come the fuck on funko yeah it's nonsense uh anyway we just wanted to get that out of our systems because all of our prints all uh, except Every- for we've gotten some from bottleneck gallery who yeah. i also love um and nakatomi press who i also love but we have so much Mondo art and now it's just like it, it, we had literally just bought a, a Spider-Verse print like days before this news came Which, out. Who knows if we're going to get it? It's, it's frustrating. Anyways. It's very, very frustrating. Anyways, what's not frustrating is our uh, research. No, not at all. But you know why? Because we keep it light. We keep it to Wikipedia, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes and Box Office Mojo. Such a good segue. Clancy, what are we talking about this week? Oh, well, today we're doing 1997's George of the Jungle. Yes. Watch out for that beefcake. George of the Jungle released July 16th, 1997 with a brisk runtime of an hour and 32 minutes. Directed by Sam Weissman, who I will point out right now, top of all this. Yeah. For all intents and purposes, appears to be a heterosexual mm-hmm. who is married to a former soap star. Oh. I'm just putting that out there for now. It's based on Jay Ward and Bill Scott's 1967 American animated television series of the same name. Yep. Which in turn is a spoof of the fictional character Tarzan created by Edgar Rice Burroughs. Mm-hmm. The screenplay was by Dana Olson and Audrey Wells. Yeah. Audrey Wells, unfortunately, just passed away of cancer in 2018. Oh, no. Uh, she was, she wrote, or she was writing on The Hate You Give, that movie that came <gasps> out that time. Uh, and it was like a day after that she passed away. It was kind of. The day before my birthday in 2018. Yeah. Pretty sad. Holy shit. Oh. But she's done a lot of work and not, she actually has some stuff that's coming out even posthumously. So it's. Posthumously? Is it post? It's posthumous. Posthumously. But what's fu- <laughs> I'm not going to judge you for that because here's the thing. Here's a tip. It's a turning point I made as an adult. If someone pronounces a word incorrectly, it most likely means they taught themselves that word by reading it yeah. and just haven't heard it. And I thought, oh my God, yeah. posthumously. Yeah. Yes. And I'm going to leave all of that in because I think it's it's good for people to understand that mistakes like that are just fine. They're all made up anyways. They're all made up anyways. Uh, the story is by Dana Olson. So yeah, what you want to talk about this cast? So the people in the cast include Brendan Fraser as George, Acad- recent Academy Award winner, Brendan, yes. Brendan Fraser, yes. Leslie Mann as Ursula Stanhope. Academy Award nominee Thomas Hayden Church as Lyle Vandegroot. <laughs> also Sandman from yeah. Spider-Man. They were doing, they were doing like the commentary on Spider-Man three. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys was talking, wait, is that the guy from Georgia, the jungle? <laughs> so it's pretty great. Uh, 
We have Richard Roundtree as Kwame. Greg Crutwell and Abraham Benruby as Max and Thor. We have John Bennett Perry as Arthur Stanhope, Ursula's father. Holland Taylor as Beatrice Stanhope, Ursula's mother. She's an Emmy winner. Yeah. And she and Sarah Paulson are together. I don't know if they're like married, married, yeah. or if they're just partners. It's delightful. It's fucking delightful. Kelly Mirako as Betsy. Abdullaye Nagam as Kip. We have Michael Chinyan Urindi as Nindogu. Lydell M. Cheshire as Belato. And Willie Brown as Mayor Willie L. Brown Jr. So it was the mayor. I it guess. was actually the mayor of San Francisco. I looked at Clancy. I was like, actually the mayor? Um, and for the animals, we have Crystal as Monkey. Yep. Ty as Shep. And Joseph, Caleb, and Bongo as the lion. So there are three different lions. Yes. And then for voices. Oh, uh, we've got John Cleese as Ape. He's an Academy Award nominee and BAFTA and Emmy winner. Yeah. <laughs> Keith Scott as the narrator. And we have Frank Welker as the lion, little monkey, Shep, Tuki Tuki bird, and gorilla sound effects. He's a daytime Emmy winner. This <laughs> film is stacked with accoladed actors. Yeah. And even like, I mean, as you were saying with, uh, with the writer, like just such, such talent yeah. in this fucking ridiculous film. This now, movie is goofy and I love it. <laughs> I, I don't understand how it exists. Okay. Frankly, that's not, I'm not judging it. Like I had a good time watching it, but this movie is fucking stupid. <laughs> now you hadn't seen this before. <laughs> I hadn't seen it at all. And you said, and I quote, I've seen this 107 times. <laughs> yeah. This was one that we had, I believe, on either VHS or DVD. Well, it's 97, so VHS. Wow. Uh, and uh, yeah, it got watched a lot. Yeah, I, no. And I was mentioning it made you kind of sad. I think um, maybe I can explore that a bit with a therapist. But I said I probably had never seen it because in 97, I was trying to convince people I wasn't gay. Yeah. And going to this movie would have been counter to that message. In 97, <laughs> I didn't I didn't know that any of that stuff worked at all. So yes, like, yes, you know. Clancy, because you're a child and I'm an old man. I get it. We don't have to hammer this point home every time. I am baby. Yeah, no, this was, this was ridiculous. I could say at the top, there's no reason not to watch this movie. No, I think it holds up other than a couple, don't of, expect a, a couple of cringy moments, but, but for the most part, it holds up pretty well yeah. and it's funny as fuck. I mean, yeah, yeah. Take some edibles and sit down for a good solid hour and a half. It'll, it'll feel like it lasted longer. <laughs> I promise you. All right. You ready? Let's get into it. While touring Burundi with a local guide Kwame and a trio of porters, San Francisco heiress Ursula Stanhope is tracked down and joined by her fiancé Lyle Vandergroot, with two poachers named Max and Thor. Kwame tells the group of the White Ape, a local legend of a superhuman primate that rules the jungle. The next day, Lyle, insistent on taking Ursula home as soon as possible, goes into the jungle with her to find the White Ape, and they are attacked by a lion. Lyle knocks himself out, trying to flee, while Ursula is saved by the king of the jungle, George, who takes her to his treehouse, 
and cares for her, introducing her to his three animal friends, Ape, a sapient talking gorilla who raised George, Shep, an African forest elephant that acts like George's dog, and Tuki, a toko toucan who doesn't toke once. Nope. George is smitten with Ursula and attempts to woo her. Ursula soon reciprocates his attraction and her time spent with George makes her no longer wish to return home. You know, this they, they pack so much into this film. They really do. They really did. And on the surface, when I was thinking about this movie and what happened in it, not much happens. <laughs> no. But there's a lot. <laughs> in terms of story, it's super light. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's I, gag after gag after gag. That's it's it's slapstick like you don't see no anymore. It's all it's this you could compare this to some old Leslie Nielsen films when you think about it. Yeah, there was something about this sensibility in the '90s because two years later he does fucking Dudley Do Right. Around the same time, we're getting the Flintstones with John Goodman and Elizabeth Perkins like that. And this two years before this, yeah. so like. You know, I'm thinking about it now in literally in this moment and the sort of things from I don't want to say our childhood, because as we've established, I'm a fucking old man and you are baby. I am baby. But the stuff that's being pulled into from nostalgia now, the the stuff that's successful is a little bit closer to one to one and watching this yeah. and thinking about the George of the Jungle cartoons. I mean, that was that was what was great about the Flintstones and fucking Halle Berry. Oh, yeah. Being sexy while giving you prehistoric puns i oh yeah there's something about sexy but goofy this like goonin and sexy exactly like a six seven years in hollywood where hannah barbera was just going rough shot with all of its properties i mean it makes sense like you know they had one successful thing that happened and then everybody's mm -hmm. like let's go pick other let's go pick other tv shows i mean even rocky and, and bullwinkle which came out i think in the early 2000s yeah Rene Russo, Jason Alexander. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and specifically with this movie, like Disney at the time was trying to get a sort of ape uh, or monkey based comedy off the off the ground. And then they just happened to have the rights to this one just fell into it with the writers. That's such a weird thing to say. We were trying. They were trying to get an ape based comedy off the ground. They were trying to because there was at the time there was like there was uh, what is it, Mighty Joe Young. There was a lot of gorilla based movies mm. that were coming out and they wanted to sort of capitalize that on that. And let's talk about the, the beginning of this movie. Right. Okay. So in addition to a heart, Africa also has an upper colon, apparently <laughs> according to the cartoon at the beginning. Yeah. During which I don't have epilepsy, but I damn near had a seizure. Yeah. It flashes from black to blue, like really fast. Like it's like George, George, George of the jungle as it's doing that. And it's, are it's you just hypnotized wild. to enjoy this film? Is that what happens while watching that cartoon? Yes. <laughs> They're buying you in or they are hypnotizing you right at the beginning. It's just sensory overload in a way I don't think I've ever experienced in a film. Yeah. I did like the animation. I think it's probably it's close cute. to what the animation of the cartoon was. Yeah. Um, but it's also sort of like Rocco's Modern Life, Captain Underpants, you had mentioned yeah. as well. And I think that that's like, I, I thought it was a cute way of introducing and getting all that exposition out of the way. I mean, in my notes, a couple times I had until we met the talking ape. How the fuck did he grow up? How is he talking at all? Yes. Yeah. So, yes, it, it helps get past a bunch of that. Now, this movie opens with the late 90s version of a YouTuber. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Meanwhile, 43 vines away, George's kingdom was being threatened by a terrifying intruder. Hi, everybody. Me again. Third day in Mbuibui. Look at this incredible... Banyan tree. Banyan tree. And look what's in it. And it's funny to me whenever people want to denigrate sort of new media work or personalities like sure. you see it now with influencers and TikTokers and stuff. Well, youth today, they just want attention. Literally since the invention of photography, people have been using it to capture themselves. Why? Because we're fucking vain. And that's just all there is to it. Now, sometimes like uh, Ursula, there's some good nature. Like this is, she's yeah, basically trying to become a nature documentarian as a rich white woman. She's trying to do something <laughs> yes. with, with herself. She, and, 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 and if anything, it was so that she could uh, relive the, the experience that she was having. Exactly. Like that's all that she was doing. And it seemed it, it's benign. It's no different than my step aunt and uncle forcing us to watch the Beetlejuice show from their 1997 trip to universal studios. Oh my God. It's the exact same thing. Are we on? Is there some trauma that Ooh, we're unboxing here? What, man, what's happening? that living room was so weird. Anyway, um, <laughs> this movie also starts and does not stop with the poop jokes. She makes a joke about bathrooms and moist towelettes. Yep. Here is the outhouse, which you don't want to see, believe me. By the way, Betsy, thank you so much for those moist towelettes. They've been a lifesaver. And I I don't know if it's downhill or uphill from here. It really does depend on how much you love a poop joke. Because this movie is filthy with them. Oh, yeah. See what I did there? <laughs> That's pretty awful. Thomas Hayden Church looks weird this young. <laughs> he really his does, voice he? I feel like that's a man who didn't grow into his voice until he was 45. Yeah. Because as a young person, it looks like it's ADR'd by somebody else. And yeah. also, wow, Thomas Hayden Church looked like a douchebag when he was young. <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, it sort of set him right up for sideways, right? <laughs> like, I guess, yeah. <laughs> now, I love just the play between the narrator and the characters in this throughout throughout and you don't question it no and because it's fun it's It's super fun fun. it works there was one time where they're in the beginning here's ape mountain when they finally beheld the mighty ape mountain they reacted with awe i said awe a w e that's better It's, it's, a, it's so fucking stupid. It's so stupid, but it's fun. Uh, it's, you could have told me RuPaul directed this movie and I would have believed I you. I mean. Except no, I wouldn't have because there's not enough dick jokes. There's not enough dick there's jokes. There's enough poop jokes. Have you ever watched a RuPaul film? Chock full of nuts. Yeah. Just like her poop. Oh my God. See, I'm going there. Oh my God. Speaking of dragging, drag this racist colonial shithead. Oh yes. <laughs> the green screen is rough, but the way that these porters actively make fun of Lyle throughout Made my heart sing. <laughs> I don't, it's it's wild that this movie is from 1997 and these intelligent black men were permitted to laugh this much at a white man. God bless you. Yes. God bless you, Disney. Sometimes you get it right. Sometimes. It, it's just solid performances from all of them. We get the legend of the white ape. Okay. Now, we, there's, there, there, he's dragging her off for a latte. He's yeah. dragging her off for this white ape. And then suddenly there's the lion. Yeah. And she says, oh no. (laughs) 
I said, oh, yes. Because <laughs> in swings the star of our film. Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser as George of the Jungle. And my God, the only, the only criticism I have. Now, sidebar, he experienced some absolute bullshit in Hollywood, which is why you didn't see him for a while. Yep. There's, I will link some stories in the comments. All I am, I am acknowledging and holding space for all of that. But this movie was directed for the female gaze and the male gaze in the audience are coming right along with it. Because my Absolutely. God, the only complaint that I have is boy has missed a few too many leg days. Oh yeah. He's got some I, skinny legs. I need him to have a rounder butt and some thickum thighs. Yeah. But other than that, the nipples are pert and pretty, <laughs> you know, I, I could do with a little bit more hair, but I'm not complaining. No. I'm not complaining. All the hairs on his head. All the hairs on his head and a little bit in his armpits. We'll get to that later, too. <laughs> the lion squinting looks weird as fuck. Oh, yeah. A lot of this 3D animal work takes... Well, it's a mixture, right? They've got live animals, they've got puppets, and then they also have 3D stand-ins. Um, it and, really was and, a weird time in movie making for effects. Yeah, because there were some things that they were doing as the puppet, like the winking and, and practical stuff and that stuff where it's just the head. Yeah. Right. And then you've got like the 3d parts or the augmented 3d stuff that they do on yeah. top of it. And it's like, that stuff's real rough. Yeah. But like, otherwise it's not like that panting elephant is going to give me nightmares. Oh yeah. That tongue. Yeah. And the fact that like the elephant in a lot of the shots was a real elephant, but then yes. they CG'd this like doggy tongue onto the cell. It was unsettling the way that it moved that fast. It, was just, yeah. it like was unset. The Awful. whole elephant elephants don't move that fast. No. So I was immediately unsettled. The person is running like a dog. Is, yeah. Uh, it's now, wild. Now I had two fun notes here. Okay. Um, you know, the a, this is a legit live action cartoon. A la the Flintstones. Yeah. Cause they're doing all the tropes. They're doing the slapstick. They're doing the puns. They're doing the interaction with the narrators. Like oh, you yeah. said, every, it's all content rich. If you liked these cartoons, there's no reason you wouldn't have liked this movie. The second note I had here is he's very vascular. Oh yeah. <laughs> he got vain. He does. I just won't trace them with my finger. <laughs> oh my God. The whole lion fight is a mishmash of visual effects and animal cruelty. That's the next note I had. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I also, the fact that like after George saves Ursula and takes her back to his tree house, yes. she's laying on the bed and he licks the side of her face. This begins a film of uh, a lack of consent. There's a B plot here yeah. about people needing to ask <laughs> consent. And I mean, I was trying to think of like, what was he, what was he trying to do? Is that like ape behavior? Is that a thing? Maybe like, uh, maybe that's where that was coming from. And that's where I was like trying to figure out why the writers would allow something like that to happen. Or maybe it's In like, movie cause where it already looked too sexy and he needed to do something like an animal or like a child. Maybe there is an innocence. Cause it neuters it. the moment a little bit. Yeah. There's a little bit of an innocence to it, but it's still, licking Fucking somebody weird. else's face yeah it's it is an odd choice yes it would have been interesting if they had uh ape say something yes about it you know because he explains later mm. how they do their mating rituals which it uh, this talking ape sounds like that and is this educate we'll get there we'll yeah. get there no i think he was doing i think the ape was doing it on purpose because i feel that he didn't want George to fall in love with Ursula. I think that was the reasoning behind him. That's not that. the read I got. I, mm, 
I mean, I've seen it a hundred hey, times. It's, it's not a perfect film. So <laughs> he also refers to his loincloth as a butt flap. As a butt flap. I mean, why wouldn't an Avery textbooks and why wouldn't I find myself in a treehouse with room service and a Tarzan wannabe wearing a, um, um, what do you call that thing? Butt flap. Right. Which we don't ever see his butt. No. Come on. And he doesn't ever mention the cock sock that he's got under the butt flap. Yeah. Which took me right out of it. Like, look, I know they're not going to show his dick and balls in a Disney film, oh. but don't show me that they're covered. Let me live my fantasy. At least blur them out. It's or something, something yeah. Come on. like you did to Daryl Hannah's ass and splash, which has been corrected by the way. It line. has. Yeah. Um, Lyle's a fucking racist. We don't need to spend too much time on this. Lyle's a fucking racist. He keeps calling Kwame Quame. Oh, yeah. Hey, I would have choked the life out of him, except that he had two of his lion buddies jump me from behind. So in this version, there are two lions with the white ape. A minute ago, there was only one. <laughs> hey, the important thing, Quame, is that I was outnumbered. Absolutely. Here's the thing I have about that. He would only do that if he had seen the way that it was spelled. Yeah. In which case I could forgive him. But there's no way he saw that man's name on a piece of paper before introducing himself. Yeah. So he would have heard him say his name and then asked how it was spelled and corrected the pronunciation, quote unquote, for him. <laughs> so that's how fucking racist this asshole is. Oh, yeah. They do not go light on him. No. And I love that. Yeah, no, I love that it's A, made out to be the villain, and everybody knows it, and everybody is literally yes. just shitting on him the entire time. The entire literally time. Literally falls in shit. Yes. Like, uh, it's so good. Now we're to the point where he's he's talking about the feelings that he has, and in yeah. this scene, both the ape and Brendan and George's nipples are fully erect. Oh, yeah. Uh, as they're talking about- Very pointed. Yes, the feelings that he has. Now, I have to imagine the shot is is from the waist up because there, no one in their right mind would believe that his his butt flap wasn't pitching a tent in that moment. <laughs> no, because he says George has a special feeling. This is what I'm saying. A special it's feeling. Not, like, it's not even that your loincloth can get too tight. It's that it gets too short. Because it- <laughs> <laughs> First, command her attention by bulging out your cheeks and pursing your lips. Show George. All right? Just like this. Watch. Hey, hey, hey. Even puffier. Next, display your interest by drawing back your upper lip, mm -hmm. jutting your jaw forward, and exposing your teeth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, Throw a handful of leaves in the air, then leap about and hoot in a dominant fashion. <laughs> now, when this doesn't work, he refers to a book. A, why is Shaggy on the soundtrack? Um, oh, yeah. Because that happens when he tries <laughs> to do things. Now, the book that Ape is referring to is called Coffee, Tea, or Me. I noted this because it really stuck out. This book, yeah, it's funny. It's a funny choice because of the plane crash, but it was initially published as 
truth as like a memoir of two uh, body stewardesses. Oh. And this is the book that Ape chose to give George the eventual human romance advice from. I, I also thought it was funny when there she notices the the tooth mm-hmm. and she points out to like her ring and she's like, yeah, I found it in a cereal box when I was 12. It's not worth anything. Girl, it said mm-hmm. on the outside of the box that it was going to have that in there. If you found a <laughs> ring in a cereal box that said that it wasn't supposed to have one in there, you could have sued and got a lot of money. That would have been <laughs> worth money. But it's just it's just weird the way that right? they put that line together. Pretend to choke on it and call a lawyer. <laughs> call a lawyer. Come on. I had just a couple more notes for this section. One, the running gag of they only speak Swahili is pretty fucking funny. Oh, yeah. Tell them I'll pay 50 zamolis a man if they'll help me capture the white uh-huh. ape and bring him back alive. Alive? After he... Uh, well, he pulled Ursula Scrunchy off. We know that much. 50 Zamolis a man, what do you say? They only speak Swahili. 100 Zamolis a man and you got a D. Hey, wait a second. Done. <laughs> Especially when they eventually are speaking English yes. when they're negotiating later. That's hysterical. And then, yeah, I this is where I had the big note. Fantasy ruined. You could see up the butt flap multiple <laughs> times and he's wearing brown briefs and... It it's it just highlighted once again that he needed thicker thighs and that this movie wasn't going to give me everything that I needed. Though. Yeah, my note here was <laughs> Josh wants to see his dick and balls, <laughs> which I can't blame him. I do too, but it's again, there. it's not that I expected to see them in this film. Yeah, it's that don't ruin the fantasy for me. Don't show it to me at all. Yeah, let me go. Ooh, I almost caught it. Ooh, it was almost there. It's titillating, but when you show me there's nothing there, what's the fucking point? Exactly. Oh, it's movie magic 101. Don't give away the game. Yeah. You ready to go on to part two? Yeah, let's do part two. Lyle, Max, and Thor find the treehouse, and Lyle confronts Ursula and George. Max and Thor make to shoot Shep for his ivory, and Ape shouts at Shep to run. Say that five times fast. <laughs> Everyone is stunned by the sight of a talking ape, and Max and Thor decide to tranquilize and capture him. George runs to stop them and is accidentally shot by Lyle, who thought his gun was a novelty lighter. Lyle and the poachers are imprisoned, and Lyle is identified as the shooter by the porters. Max and Thor are released and resolved to capture Ape to make a fortune in Las Vegas. Meanwhile, Ursula takes George to San Francisco to get medical help for his wound and to see the human world, which George is fascinated by. While Ursula is at work, George explores San Francisco on his own and uses his vine swinging to rescue a paraglider tangled in the Bay Bridge. There's a line There's- about shoving a coconut up Lyle's sleeping bag. Yeah. <laughs> that the narrator says. <laughs> that the narrator says. As the very next morning, Kwame and his men were growing dangerously close. That is dangerously close to shoving a coconut up Lyle's sleeping bag and then he immediately falls into a pile of elephant poop yes it's got nuts in it oh yeah i am the richest smartest handsomest guy here so i have to go first i tried not to look too closely (laughs) but it takes up like half the fucking screen it is hd they're so much poop in this movie and then it doesn't come off of him until the scene changes he has quote unquote poop on him for the rest of the scene. And I couldn't get past it because all I could think was, how are you not barfing with all of that poop all over your face? It's actually, it's uh, it's 
it's actually not real. It's makeup actually is what they used. That's sure. Yes. But that's what, that's my <laughs> point. It takes me out. Yes. The suspension absolutely. of disbelief. Absolutely. I also like that they had the gun lighter. That was a sort of gag that was brought up earlier. Yes. But it's showing a gun in the first act. Well, and also this scene with the porters. I have seen this gif all over Twitter. That's I right. never knew that this was the scene this was from. Bad guy falls in poop. Classic element of physical comedy. Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready! <laughs> Holy shit. I felt like the very next shot was of an orangutan looking like shocked and surprised and amazed. I felt like that orangutan, which by the way, wouldn't be in Africa because they're native to Borneo and they're not in Africa. They're not in Africa. Yeah. I'm not a geographist, a geophysicist. I'm not a geographister. <laughs> and this is where I had the note after laughing about all this, wash the shit off your face. This is disgusting in caps. Oh yeah. And then fucking Thor, he's talking about when they come upon <laughs> George and they find out that he's a uh, quote, just a dude. Yeah. Thor says leopard print bikini. I could have stayed in my, if I wanted to see this, I could have stayed in Miami. Hey, it's a dude. I told you there weren't no white ape. You dragged me all the way up here to look at some guy in a leopard skin bikini. If I wanted to see that, I could have stayed in Miami. Thor, you, you spending time on South Beach in Miami? I know. Oh, what's going on? He Thor? was the bald one, right? Y yes, the one who you would date. Yeah, absolutely. I was gonna. There was a couple times where I was just like, "Oh, hey, Thor. <laughs> I know you're a bad guy, but do you want to be a bad guy?" A couple times when he was fighting George, where you got a little too interested. Mm -hmm. We're we're going from the jungle now to a plane because George has gotten shot, right? And the narrator's like, Whew. "Okay, kids, let's settle down and review the important information." Lyle is a big doofus. Poor George was really shot but can't die because, let's face it, he's the hero. So the naturally concerned and preternaturally wealthy Ursula Stanhope whisked George off in a private jet bound for the country of his birth, where he would get the finest medical treatment available. I'm going to get you the finest medical treatment available. Do this like three times. It's a running gag with her. I love and it. it's done so well. If they had done it two times, you would have wondered why they didn't do it more. If they'd done it four times, it would have been too many. It was three. Rule of three. Yeah. It's perfect. This uh, is where I had doors are expensive <laughs> because, you know, the joke through the jungle, you know, watch out for that tree and George is running into trees. And then the, the only way they can replicate that in a city, of course, is with a car door. Yeah. Yes, mother, I'm safe. You're sure you didn't catch dengue fever? No, mother, I did not catch dengue fever. Well, how's your temperature? Normal. Color of your tongue? Pink. What about your... Mm -hmm. Regular. Now, Lyle, how is my darling future son-in-law? Lyle is... He's happy to be home, Mom. Could you hold on one second? George, please don't call any animals into the car, okay? I am more afraid of wanging my head from a moving car on a car door yeah. than hitting a tree. But uh, that's just me. He knocked that door clean off. Clean off. But I, I do think that George is sort of like superhuman, I feel like, a bit. They like, do say he's like stronger. I mean, you saw what he did to that lion. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that he's got like an enormous amount of strength, but he's yes. a himbo. He is a, he's <laughs> one of the original himbos <laughs> of our generation. Yeah. Like there's, there's some Johnny Bravo 
following George of the Jungle when you really think about it. Yeah. At any rate, I am Betsy. Betsy walks in and just begins to rule. Well, Ursula's fiance is in prison and there's a jungle man sleeping on her balcony. She could use a best friend right now. Hi. Hi. I got here as fast as I could. Where is he? He's under the water. He's in the shower. Not anymore. <laughs> George. Oh, bad waterfall. First water get hot and then George slipped on the strange yellow rock. Oh. Hi. George of Jungle. <sighs> Charmed, I'm sure. George. Oh, yes. I am Betsy. Yes. Because George comes out from the shower. Naked. Naked as a jaybird. Naked as a tookie-tookie bird. As a tookie-tookie bird. And I want to see oil. his coochie-coochie like, yes. and his cuckoo. You do get to see his side profile. You get to see some side ass yeah. cupped in that bowl. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this, again, uh, there's, once they get out of the jungle, yeah. people start reacting to that. To that in their presence, the <laughs> way that I think people actually oh, would. Oh, absolutely, yes. He ends up walking down the streets of San Francisco looking like a fucking CK model. <laughs> like with the long jacket and the long hair and the white shirt. Yeah. There's a little bit of pride and prejudice in there because ladies were getting hot for Colin Firth in the 90s too. Oh, yeah. Like, oh my goodness. It's like Fabio. Meanwhile, all this is happening and it's just because he's wearing a dress. <laughs> Being of a conservative mind regarding gender roles, Ursula Stanhope wasted no time in taking George of the Jungle to a fine haberdasher. Come the fuck on. He looks good, ain't it? Let yeah, him alone. Uh, Let him alone. I like that when they cut back to the jungle and where Ape is, you know, uh, about to get kidnapped. About to get kidnapped. Shep is literally unleashing a torrent of piss oh, on those God. azaleas. Your response was. That's a lot of piss. <laughs> it was a lot of piss. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I mean, it's it's terrifying is what it is. <laughs> but yeah, to to the point of people reacting the way that they do, I feel like Hollywood in the 90s was just absolutely baffled by Brendan Fraser, who was a hot, masculine, long-haired dude yeah. who was non-threatening to women. Like, he literally was. It's why he ended up being in The Mummy and why so many... Women are a the mummy. Yeah. Yes. Ooh. Mm. You 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 say so. I know so many bisexuals my age for whom the mummy was an awakening because of Rachel Weiss and Brendan Fraser. Oh yeah. And I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It tested the waters a little bit for me too. But I do like my beefcake. My point is, Hollywood didn't know what to do with them. And what's funny is how many movies in the '90s. Like, cause truly for a film directed by a straight man married to a soap star. Yeah has this kind of lens on it because even with all of the now look clearly they had to keep boys interested because there's a poop joke every five minutes oh sure but they're are funny but their mothers were delighted to take them to see it again that's all i'm saying oh yeah well and i honestly don't think that this is really geared like exclusively towards kids i think that this is really geared towards oh adults. no this hit all four boxes because the nostalgia factor is there for the parents that's what i'm saying yeah the dads watched this cartoon when they were a kid the moms were so fucking excited that they could get a little wit at the movie theaters. Yeah. And the kids just loved the lo the loofy, goofy laughs. Yeah. You know, the poop jokes, the the pee pee jokes, the puns, the puns, the interactive narrator. Yeah. All of that. So good. I did not like the one thing again, you know, to your earlier point, some problematic things, some very 90s things like sure. the lack of consent in some situations. Yeah. But also when he's hopped up on the caffeine. <laughs> 
So the low has moved offshore. High pressure's built a ridge in. The weather is absolutely gorgeous. If you're not outside, you ought to be. Who? Me? I mean you. Okay. And so, just on Java, George of the Jungle made his way into the city by the bay. And he looks into that window and he's like, or whatever, like he's being kind of pervy. I was like, don't make George kind of pervy. He's all, yeah. he, this is, this is, there's only one woman for George. Yeah. But as they're going out to rescue this paraglider who got blown off course, I don't know how often or if this ever does happen in San Francisco. Yeah. I might need to look it up. Um, but I, I also like that it was the Bay Bridge and not the Golden Gate Bridge. I and I put originally in my notes the Golden Gate Bridge, and then I thought, wait, why isn't this one orange or rust? No, or whatever? it's the Bay Bridge because yeah. it's the Bay Bridge, which I did not. It's hey. probably cheaper to film on. That's probably why it ended up being that because it was probably harder to do this scene yeah. on the Golden Gate Bridge because it's the Golden Gate Bridge is a lot bigger. Yeah, it's just so that that pivot is so because you're watching a movie about San Francisco. At one point, he's running down that one fucking street. And the other yeah, thing the, you the do is you put street, the Golden Gate Bridge in, but nope, they're going to do the, the Bay Bridge. Gotcha. I mean. Anyway, my point is, he's doing that. Ursula sees it on TV. We haven't even talked about her mother yet. We'll oh get my to her God. There is, as the boat's coming up to the bridge, there's a, a real brief four-bar musical sting. Thanks a lot, man. Get me out of this stuff, huh? Thanks, man. And the shot and the song is a one-to-one -one for Funny Girl. Yeah. And I clocked it immediately and I fucking loved it. Now. I also like that she just went up to the firefighters. It's like, I need to be on that. I'm boat. a rich white lady. Give me your boat. <laughs> and then proceeds to sit in the one place where, you know, probably a, a firefighter needed to be. Or where a young woman going to make her start in New York would be as she's. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yes. Yes. That's absolutely. What I'm saying. It's, it's a Fanny Bryce moment. I think Ursula gets her attitude from her mother, Beatrice. Oh, Holland Taylor. Oh, yeah. You the, Again, the queer vibes emanating from now. She's she's a distinguished old lesbian. But even at the like party, that slicked back jailed hair and that like tight across the shoulders, but loose to the floor dress. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. Fuck me up, Holland Taylor. <laughs> God damn. And then he's in her apartment and she's like on the answering machine. I, look, I had flashbacks to my own mother's answering machine and voicemails bitching to me about why I wasn't picking up the phone. Yeah. The reaction. Ursula, it's mother. Pick up the phone and tell me who that man was I saw you strolling with today. And where is Lyle? We must discuss the engagement party. I know you're there, Ursula. Pick up the phone and tell me why you have been avoiding me. Pick up the phone! Ah! That was an overreaction. Sent me. I was laughing so fucking hard <laughs> because Holland Taylor plays every moment of this as straight as when she played fucking Ann Richards on Broadway. Like it's just, I, I, 
I forget the actor who played her dad. I didn't recognize him. He didn't even need to be in the movie except to balance things out for the daughter because Holland Taylor ate, as the children ate. say, and left no crumbs. No. Yeah. Nary a crumb. <laughs> so good. You ready? Well, I do want to point out Tuki Tuki flying from Africa to San Francisco. <laughs> to San Francisco. In hours. Yeah. <laughs> And they even do the fun animation like that you do in adventure logs yeah, like, like you're Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But somehow that bird alert and perky finds him on that balcony. Yeah. Tuki? 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 George so happy to see Tuki. Ape kidnapped? Ape ape napped? George save ape! And somehow he manages to ship himself back? Oh, yes. So, so good. But but yeah, let's get to this next part. Uninterested in marrying Lyle, Ursula admits the truth to her parents, but her overbearing mother Beatrice objects. At a party intended to celebrate Ursula's engagement, Beatrice takes George aside and, and coldly tells him she will not let Ursula's engagement fall apart and refuses to let George be with her. In Africa, Max and Thor capture Ape, who manages to order Tuki to find George before he falls unconscious. Tuki flies to San Francisco and George returns to the jungle, leaving Ursula in the night. When confronted by her parents, Ursula realizes she loves George and goes to find him with her father's approval. Ape tricks the poachers into circling the jungle and returning to the treehouse, where George confronts them, though they overwhelm him tickling George, which makes him lose the fight. Though he eventually gets free before they can finish him off with more tickling and gut punches and incapacitates them with help from a newly arriving Ursula. However, Lyle arrives too, having escaped from prison, joined a cult, and become an ordained minister. So one of my favorite parts growing up watching this movie was the the recap that Ursula does to her parents. Yes. Somebody has done the work and has slowed it all the way down in order to find out what it was that she said, and okay. I will read it as Hold on. such. Here's the audio. Young Miss Stanhope so proceeded anyway, to spill the beans. I went to the jungle. And I was gonna write and find out. Very quickly. Until she got to the important part at the end. And then Lyle shot him. So Lyle is in jail, and George is with me. And here's the translation. So anyway, I went to the jungle and I wanted to get away before I got married and Lyle showed up and nobody got along with Lyle. He was a big pain in the ass. And anyway, so he and he went off into the jungle by himself and I, you know, I had to follow him and the jungle man comes swinging through on a vine, just swinging through and and he and then we hit something. I don't know what happened. Next thing I know, I wake up inaudible and then Lyle shot up. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. It's so good. Amazing. It's so good. <laughs> I love it. The note here that I have, again, oh my God, Holland Taylor in this writing getup. Yes. Whip me, bitch. That red velvet cake looked delicious. <laughs> no, that he ran into. And then they still put in the party. Yeah. Destroyed. Just yeah. all of it piled up. And this dog that I was questioning, is this going to be a shit dog or is this dog going to be one we root for? This dog has gotten its nails done. Yes. Yes. This is when... I knew that we were on the dog's side because it's a prissy little bitch, but it bit Lyle's uh, little head off. Yes. (laughs) And then they put that back on the mound of cake too. (laughs) So fucking stupid. (laughs) It is stupid. But again, it's right on brand. Like I feel like this is, this is right on there. And then George is playing with horses and every 
20 to 30 year old woman present is drooling. Do you know where your jungle man is? So this is what you were doing in the jungle, clever girl. Yeah. Um, he swung me on vines and fed me coconut milk. I knew it. He's not a real meatloaf, is he? No. I mean, he's not brainy in that doctor, lawyer, banker way, but he has something else. He has a... Sensual intelligence. Sensual intelligence. Wow. Oh, my God. It, I mean, he looks like like those those novels that you can get. That's of, what like, I'm saying. Yeah, he looks like uh, the 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 romance novels at the grocery store. Yeah, like the like, Fabio or yes, your Wuthering Heights. hair. Yes. He's got this white, very Byronic. Yeah, flowy shirt. Ah, oh, yes. so good. Fuck, and all of these women are just basement flooded, just splooshed out. And then we cut to the guys that are just standing behind. It's like, what's with women and horses, huh? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> what is it with chicks and horses, huh? So good. <laughs> so as Beatrice pulls George aside uh, and is, you know, telling telling him, like, you know, this can't happen or whatever. Yeah. One of the servers comes up with, like, some some beef, something, some meat. Uh, steak tartare. And she's like. Steak tartare, Mrs. Stanhope? Oh, no, no. Thank you. I've had quite enough protein for today. Huh. Have a pleasant evening, Mr. Jungle. Was that a cum joke? Or. Was that a cum joke? I mean, was maybe whose dick is she sucking though? Because you'd think her husband would be a lot happier. Also, she. I, I mean, mean he, I don't, he's staying around. He is. I just mean, like in the moment, if she had just sucked his dick, he probably would be, you know, a little bit more loosey goosey. <laughs> but also, she doesn't necessarily strike me as one who would deign to put her mouth on a penis. I mean, but maybe she does. But so maybe, maybe she, she's just like you know. I mean, what? we know she don't. But maybe she does. <laughs> oh yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I mean. But it was such a, it's such a weird line. It really is. It's stuck out. There's I've had a, enough protein today. What the fuck does that mean? And who is it for? <laughs> Meanwhile, we get to Africa. George has shipped himself. I love the UPS plug. Yes. The Nike, also the Nike Immediately plug. following. Yes. They actually had somebody sign for it, which means George knew somebody in that village to address himself to. Oh yeah. I, it's. Okay, and then we get into this fight with the poachers because they may, they do end up back at the treehouse. Yeah, as George is finding the treehouse ransacked, and this fight consists. Now, there's a fart joke. A before we even get yes. to this, but this fight consists of nipple twisting, uh huh, pit sniffling, yep, straddling one another, okay, and tickle fights. This sounds like a great time. It is. And I know you got it a little bit twisted. Oh, yeah. Um, and might have touched your own nipple. But my point is, a straight man married to a soap star directed this fight scene. <laughs> and as, as, as much as you want to try to, you know, butch it up with kicks to the balls and, you know, massive streams of elephant piss and <laughs> fart and poop jokes out the wahoo. I'm sorry. I wanted to smell that armpit. Yeah. Because this movie was made for this to be sexy to me, and it has achieved that. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, this fight is just so much, and we've got guns and violence, literal ball busting. Yes. Because a woman is about to come in and save the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. But even she doesn't get the chance to fully own that moment. Chef, look out! Ah! <laughs> 
good teacher. Because she ends up having to get saved by George again when he punches everybody out. Yeah, there's there's a weird and she's self reference like she she's self aware about it because she's up my hero. Oh, did I say that? My hero. Did I just say that? George, over here, George. Hey, tight, George. Yeah, there's a bit of like damsel in distress esque, which I mean that's Tarzan trope. Like yeah. absolutely understand, but and at it, the same time, like. They're undermining the reversal of it by yeah. getting her to say those words. He should have said my hero when she swung in. That would have been much better. Right. But yeah. It, uh... All right. Let's bring this monkey to the treehouse. Lyle has mercenaries he brought with him to subdue George and takes Ursula to the nearby Ape River, where he has a boat waiting to escape while he performs a marriage ceremony. However, the river is a harsh series of rapids that hurdle the two into danger. George escapes the mercenaries and performs a big swing to reach Ursula and Lyle only to crash painfully into a massive tree, which falls over the river and allows him to pull up Ursula to safety. Lyle ends up in a cave, believing he is sharing the boat with Ursula, proclaims them wedded. He lights his lighter and beholds that he has just married himself to a gorilla. George and Ursula declare their love for each other and marry with Ursula moving into George's treehouse. Sometime later, the two are raising a son, George Jr., whom they present to the animals from a top pride rock. Meanwhile, Ape moves to Las Vegas and becomes a famous stage performer with Max and Thor as props. <laughs> oh. Again, this is like the last 10 minutes of the movie, but it there's really so is. much in it. Yeah. Now, I have two questions about this cult. Yes. One, if it's a cult, would you really need to have mail order ordination? Like, yeah, yeah. When yeah. you just say, I can perform marriages? Like, what's that about? And B, based on the other members of this cult who are mercenaries, according to this, and. Which means they're paid members? I guess. Yeah. The insignias. On his uniform, this looks like a Nazi cult. It does. <laughs> Which, I mean, if you're going to set up Lyle as, as the bad guy. How much worse can he get? How much worse can you get more than Nazi? Look, if you're going to make it okay for, a, for an elephant to piss a waterfall over a group of humans, <laughs> I guess you have to make them fucking Nazis. Yes. So that not only are people okay with it, they're cheering it. Yes. Piss on those Nazis. And Phil. And Phil. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh, uh, and then we get to like a suddenly Goonies moment, like where we get on the water slide. The water slide looked like so much fun. It really did. But it was, it looked exactly like the water slide yes. scene from the Goonies. I was just like, oh yes, my God. It did. Yeah. He's, he's doing the big swing or he's getting ready to do the big swing. I legit jump scare. Like I shrieked. <laughs> When he yeah. grabbed that snake, I he wasn't expecting it. <laughs> There's a snake that came in, and I honestly didn't even clock it as a jump scare. I legit was and like, ah! like it. <laughs> oh, what a goober! <laughs> um, a goober is a great word for fact. Um, <laughs> uh, the one time I'm okay with the lack of consent is the aggressive ape at the end. Honestly. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know it might be gauche to say, but I hope that ache makes Lyle his bitch. Yeah. His little I, Nazi shit faced bitch. I, I hope they, I hope they have a wonderful life together. Truly. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I also, it's, it's interesting to me that like, you know, it's a, it's a human and a gorilla getting married and stuff like this. Sure. I, I think I now understand what the straights are afraid of. Cabaret. <laughs> if you could see her through my eyes, remember where he's dancing with the ape. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. But 
because we don't like Nazis and we're glad they got pissed on. Let's go back Absolutely. to the wedding where Beatrice is just having a hell of a time. And the this, <laughs> this Jane Goodall joke. Arthur, I wish you'd do something about all these monkeys. I feel like Jane Goodall. Madam, I knew Jane Goodall, and you are no Jane Goodall. Is itself a reference? I forget which debate. Senator, I served with Jack Kennedy. I knew Jack Kennedy. Jack Kennedy was a friend of mine. Senator, you're no Jack Kennedy. It's a joke you've heard a lot. Oh, yeah. I love that they did it in this. I got to find it. I'll see if I can do a super cut of those jokes. Miss Lemon, I know Scotty Pippen. I own a Fuddruckers with Scotty Pippen. And you, sir, look like Scotty Pippen. I knew Faye Summers. I worked with Faye Summers. I once made out with Faye Summers. Amanda, you are no Faye Summers. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, then I guess I am Easter Bunny. <laughs> I know the Easter Bunny. I work with the Easter Bunny. And you, sir, are no Easter Bunny. Oh. And that is George of the Jungle. Yeah, pretty much. I also loved that uh, Ape ends up going to Vegas and... And, and sings and my way of all things. <laughs> and again, this whole Vegas number. Yes, it's it's Vegas dancers. Yes, it's an ape. It, this is still one of the gayest fucking things I've ever seen it on really film. Is. It really is. Uh, it's an ape in a sequin coat singing Frank Sinatra while scantily clad women dance around him. That's yeah. queer as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. All right. So in terms of budget and reception, uh, this got 55 million. And made 174. Yeah. It made a lot of money. It made a lot of money. But I think a lot of women went to see this just for the hell of it. Yeah. But unfortunately, it wasn't enough for Brendan, Brendan to stay around. Uh, Again, I think two years later, he did Dudley Do-Right. A little bit after that, he was going into The Mummy. I think oh, because yeah. Dudley Do-Right fucking flopped. It didn't even make its money back. Yeah. Um, I think because of that, he was probably like, no, maybe. Maybe people are done seeing me as a cartoon character. So, yeah, they did it. They did a sequel, George of the Jungle 2. Which you can watch on the platform. straight to DVD. Yeah. Uh, and it had all of the other characters except for Brendan Fraser. That's so funny. Critics weren't too happy with it. They gave it a eh. 55%. Gene Siskel at the Chicago Tribune said, what sets the film apart is a script that has the good sense to laugh at itself. Agreed. Yeah, I think that's really I where strengths are. I side with Gene are. Siskel here. Yeah, that's, this is where the movie's strengths are. Yeah. The self-referential comedy. Yeah. For sure. It, 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 in a way that might not have been great for audiences then, it did a one-to-one -one pretty well, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Kenneth Turan from the Los Angeles Times said that there is not a banana's worth of plot in the Dana Olson and Audrey Wells script to offer narrative nourishment. Yeah, it's pretty light. Also kind of agree. But at the same time, That's it's not a bad fun. thing. It's fun. It lets the narrative is solid enough that yeah. all of the slapstick comedy stuff doesn't get old. No, it doesn't. And it and it's not trying to get in its way of itself to no. do something dramatic or to do a, a lot of things narratively. It's very much like, you know, they introduce George. They then take him out of his element and throw him in San Francisco. Yeah. And then you end up back where he came from. Yeah. That's, that's great. Dessen Thompson from Washington Post. Surprisingly pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's succinct. I like it. 
Now, viewers were even less with a 42%. Which is weird. But, but I feel like everyone who talks about this movie loves this movie. Yeah. And I could see why, like, I I would still watch this movie again. Same. But yeah, anyways, uh, from 2013, we got a, a four-star review that says, can I say eye candy? This is not a children's movie, really. <laughs> I I don't know who this nameless individual is, but I, I tend to agree. Five stars. I have seen this film. It is so funny. Oh, in 2011. Five stars. Great. Bless him. Again, I like it when it's short to the point. <laughs> uh, Mark A.A. also gave it five stars, uh, and this was from 2023, and said, a fun movie that doesn't take itself too serious. Lots of great humor where I was laughing my butt off at all times. Would recommend watching. That's kind of my sure. sentiment. Yeah. No notable awards, but for trivia. This was added to the Disney Plus streaming service, obviously, because we're watching it. The subtitles used for the Swahili-speaking characters were replaced with optional closed captioning. But the original subtitles for George's Ape Top, though, were in- entirely left out. Yeah, which I noticed that. Eh. I liked I liked the Swahili being translated in captions. Yeah. Because it made those jokes land that much better. Oh, absolutely. Being able to understand, like, that was a good move. Uh, it was after seeing this film that director Stephen Summers considered Brendan Fraser for the role of Rick O'Connell in The Mummy, 1999. See, like, it's, he couldn't go back for the sequel. He was doing this shit. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, we're all better for it. And then, uh, and then, yeah, like I, like I mentioned earlier, uh, the George of the Jungles 2 sequel that came out, um, uh, Brendan Fraser opted to not reprise the role, um, whereas everyone else did. And Christopher Showerman was asked to play the part. Do you know how I know Brendan Fraser made a good decision? Hmm. I don't know who the fuck Christopher Showerman is. No, I looked it up and I was like, I was trying to see if like, is there anything else that he Did was this in. this kill his career? No, he was in, he was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like the television show for one episode. Yeah. That was George of the Jungle. This is camp. Yeah. This is high 90s camp. And it's good. And it works. Yeah. It's fine. If you don't take it too seriously and- it doesn't take itself too you seriously. You know who probably hates this movie? Leah. Oh, yeah. Too many puns. My feelings about the movie have not changed. I think it's delightful. I, think I would it's, watch it again. I think it's better than Jungle to Jungle. I am more. <laughs> su- I am actually quite surprised by how, like, look, the movie's fucking stupid, but in the best way possible. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm shocked. I nonplussed by my, <laughs> by how I actually, you know, turned out to kind of enjoy this movie. I don't yeah. mind it at all. Uh, Clancy, where can they find us on social media? Well, they can find us at nonplusspod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. But yes. fuck Twitter. But fuck Twitter. But fuck Agreed. Twitter. Agreed. Dry and without a reach around. You can rate, review, and subscribe on your podcasting platform of preference. And if you want to send us a note directly, you can do that at uh, submissions at nonpluspod.com. Yeah. Let us know what you'd like us to watch or if you have any uh, scathing rebuttals to our opinions. But otherwise, and until then... That over there is my husband, Clancy. Until then? Is it going to end? No, I mean, you know, until... Until the next episode. Until, until then, or whenever I hear from them, or they hear from me again. Got it. That over there is my husband, This Josh. is already too long. What are you doing? <laughs> it is. Let's try that again. Hey, well, that over there is my husband, Clancy. And over there is my beautiful husband, Josh. And we are nonplussed. Non, 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 nonplussed. Goofy fucking shit. Pop it up. <laughs> dookie, dookie. Dookie, dookie. 
<clears throat> I'm surprised they didn't say Tuki Tuki and Dookie Dookie at some point. Like, I that's know, how right? Fucking... Like, put a jo- p- poop jokes. We need them. Where <sighs> are the jokes? At fucking everywhere. <laughs> They're literally <laughs> smeared on Lyle's face, Clancy. <laughs> oh. Bye. <sighs> Bye. Yeah, it was fun. Still, like an hour of that. The next day, Lyle insisted on taking Ursula is so insisted on taking Ursula up the backside. Meanwhile, Ursula takes George to San Francisco. San Francisco. There is here. Here's uh, we get. Uh, Not everything could be fatal attraction. <laughs> Which is getting its own new series. Is it? Yeah. Ugh. With a fucking Pacey from Dawson's Creek and that other woman from that one thing. Great descriptor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to geographister or not to geographister? Remember, you can get $20 off your first box of booze boosters from Shaker and Spoon with the code NONPLUS. Just go to shakerandspoon.com slash NONPLUS to get your $20 off today. Add some personality to your potions. And some spice to your sauce. Ew. <laughs> <laughs>